Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And yes, the name Stunning is now stuck. Like <laughs> That's I said, it. You know, That's when I, yeah. yeah, when I walked into Covington and people who had listened or watched the podcast, you know, actually were calling me Stunning Steve. And hey. I was like, you know what? It's there. So, uh, and Kyle did confirm to me, yes, he was the one who started calling me that. <laughs> he texted me. So. so thank you, Kyle. You know, so, um, yeah, so that that is now the nickname. So uh, we're going to have to start calling Kyle the nickname maker because. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, he, he heard the name Delicious. You were, you've been called Delicious and said, you know what? That ought to be a nickname. And well. It is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which means now we need to have T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, um, but uh, on tonight's episode, I actually thought about this topic just because of something that happened this weekend uh, at the NWF event, and it's not really been you know broadcast live. It wasn't anything that was, um you know, like caused a scene or anything necessarily, but um, it was an interaction between a wrestler who's a heel and he was trying to get heat and he, he kind of, well, he insulted one of the fans and it's actually, this fan is a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually was a very, very personal insult. Yeah. Um, and it left her in tears, um, you know, but I decided, you know, I suggested it to Joy. I was like, what happens when fans and or wrestlers go too far? And uh, so, because we've seen other examples of wrestlers, you know, kind of going too far with the fans, mm -hmm. but we've definitely seen fans going too far with wrestlers. And, yeah. um, you know, you normally see that on the, uh, the bigger stages because the wrestlers, I mean, their life, I mean, they live under a microscope, so... Yeah. Um, and I know we can, I know of at least one example that happened um, about a year, year and a half ago, but we'll get into that, you know, as we get into the story. But, um, and there is a very good possibility that we might have someone joining us tonight. Uh, and if when that happens, then we will kind of stop whatever we're doing and we will actually uh, bring our guest in. So we looks like we're also having another show tomorrow, and we're also having a show on Wednesday. And if things uh, and we're scheduled to have a show on Thursday, we might have a guest on that show. Not sure yet. Mm -hmm. um, and all of this is in support of the Northern Wrestling Northern Wrestling Federation Women's Revolution Rising event that is happening this Saturday in Covington at the Hits Baseball Complex. Um, that's going to be a fun show. And it was a great show last year. It outgrew the building it was in already, like the night of that mm -hmm. it happened. And so the, they were able to secure uh, the hits uh, baseball complex. So uh, if you have, if you get a chance to to go to it, go to especially if you're in the Cincinnati area. I know a lot of people are going to be traveling this weekend because it is Memorial Day weekend. You know, so if part of your travels are taking you to Cincinnati or close to Cincinnati, go. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. That's when they had it last year too. It was over Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, but uh, we we support the NWF. We 
support women's wrestling and we definitely support NWF women's wrestling. You know, so, um, <clears throat> but, um, and as far as like anybody wants to contact, I'll go ahead and give our contact list good info now, by the way, I timed out perfectly last week, mm-hmm. you know, or the other day when I said, maybe we'll have it scrolling right about the time I said that it was actually at that same mark, the email address and the oh, merch okay. came scrolling through. So, uh, I may give it time to write. I don't, I, I might not, I don't know, but. Uh, you should see the info for our, our social media, our Facebook, our uh, the Twitter, the TikTok, the YouTube, Instagram, all that. Uh, scrolling through here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're not, however, if you want to email the show, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Find us on Instagram, the same thing. On Twitter, it's at bookingarmchair. On TikTok, it's at armchairbooking. On YouTube, obviously, you know, you can also find it at Armchair uh, Booking Podcast uh, because it won't let me put Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. Is That's just it's too many characters. Mm-hmm. Won't let me do it. Um, but you can also find Dwaylon on his personal Twitter at Fat underscore Daddy 73. But Dwaylon also has his own podcast now called The Intellectual Rockstar where he talks all about all sorts of nerdy stuff. Yeah. And I enjoy it because I'm kind of a nerdy kind of person myself. And that's how, <laughs> you know, Dwayne and I, we became such good friends because of, because of rock music, actually all kinds of music, really. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're in the, we're in the, the same ACDC shirt, but then we also discover we both like wrestling. Then we also discover we both like chess and we were both mm-hmm. officers on the chess club. There yeah. ain't, there's not too many more things that can make you more nerdy than that. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you can actually, if you watch the YouTube, one of the pictures in the intro video is of me and Dwayne. It is from our yearbook. Thanks to our friend Alan Thomas for actually scanning that and sending it to me. And it's me and Dwayne when we were uh, the officers in the chess club and they took the pictures yeah. for the yearbook. And I'm actually standing right behind Dwayne. He was the vice president. I was a secretary. I didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> but all we did during. Yeah, I have that as, sometimes I put that as my. Uh profile picture on facebook yep. yep i have definitely seen it i'm like yeah so but like i said go check out the intellectual rockstar podcast Waylon also has uh the a tiktok and a youtube channel with his wife hope he is big daddy she is or he is fat daddy she is big mama um, i'm pretty sure if i reversed that i would have got a knock on my door because she would have come and punched me in the face oh yeah she would have drove up there yeah. <laughs> so, um but Big Mama, Fat Daddy, not the Big Mama for NWF, uh, although she might be coming on the show tomorrow night. She's one of the, the guests for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just go look for Big and Fat. Uh, that's actually, if you look on the YouTube, because actually your YouTube channel, you actually have numbers after that. It's like 2155. It's something I know YouTube assigned to it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but but it's it's there. Just go, you can go find them. And also you can find my other podcast, the cubicle chat, which is similar to the nerdy, except for, I don't talk about just, I just kind of talk about everything, but wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ain't true. Yeah. You know, just like today, I actually recorded an episode today where I talked about exotic animals, hmm. you know? So the reason why, or exotic pets, really the reason why is because we just acquired a chameleon for a pet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. They don't do anything. She just sits in a tree, just, and and looks around with what my daughter describes as her uh, security camera eyes (laughs) so you're seeing me it's like you know you seem just kind of rolling around and 
give me the give me the side eye all the time. Like, right. I have seen her eat a cricket though, because that's one of the things also with if you have like a live chameleon, you also um, inherit sort of in a way uh, live crickets as pets, but mm-hmm. they're not really pets. They're there for the chameleon. Yeah, yeah, and you know, not for the chameleon to love on, definitely not. But all of a sudden, you see this tongue, which is about as long as the chameleon. Reach out. <clears throat> it's like, okay, I, I can't watch the carnage anymore. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So you ever had any kind of exotic pet? No. Nah. Yeah, the only thing close for us to being exotic. Uh, was when we were in England, uh, Avery had a pet hamster for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, hamsters are still considered exotic, apparently. Yeah, so that's weird, but... Um, I'm trying to figure out where you find hamsters in the wild. I have yet to see a hamster in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, at some point, they got them in a, in a pet store, and they're like, you know what, just get them all, and we won't let them out in the wild anymore. And you only find them in pet stores, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Back to the subject at hand. So, yeah, this past weekend, one of the wrestlers, I'm not going to say who, because I don't really want to, you know, start anything, um, called attention to a fan's, um, so they have a medical condition. I just leave it mm-hmm. kind of that. And he actually said something kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of bad about it, actually. Yeah. And it left her in tears. Uh, now, he may not know that she has this condition. I mean, I will purpose it by saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, because some people have, you know, things like this, and it's not a medical condition. It's just... Habit, but even, but, even still, but even still, it's like, yeah. that, was, that was a little too personal to it, use it was, to get some heat. Yeah. Right. It was a little too personal, um, and it left her in tears. You know, the, and I, I guess they have addressed it with the wrestler. You know, hey, yeah, there's heat, and then there's, you know, you've you've almost cost us a fan. And and yes, I do get the side of well, if you're a fan and you're heckling, which is part of the show, they even encourage you to heckle. Mm-hmm. You know, it you should expect something verbal at least to come back. Yeah, out. and and I agree. You should expect. You know, you should respect it expect a response but i just still think he went a little far with that yeah he did go a little far um and and i'm not saying that he did it on purpose to to just be you know mean he was you know he was in heel mode and he was playing a mm -hmm. character it's just sometimes those things can get out of hand yeah real quick um and you know and uh, this fan, she's actually a friend of ours. You know, mm-hmm. she uh, she watches yep. the show. Um, and, you know, so that's another reason why we're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, so, I mean, sometimes we have to kind of separate ourselves from that going, all right, let me kind of push myself away. You know, yeah. so if I didn't know the person. And we would feel the same way, though, because we. Oh, yeah, before. absolutely. Yeah, he went too far. Um, and, you know, and, that, and that's this that kind of does bear that question of when is it considered too far? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, now physically attacking a fan. Yeah. That's, that's drawing a line. That's going to get you arrested. Uh, yeah. If you were a fan attacking a wrestler, it's going to get you arrested. Um, yeah. That's happened with, uh, that happened with CM Punk when he was still in WWE. 
except he hit the wrong fan. I remember like that. he was in he was in the crowd because he was the heel and he had run from whoever had the face had come in and he was clutching the title and a fan punched him in the shoulder or the side of the head or something and CM Punk turned around and like and just crack like, crack crack you know he yeah but it was the, the wrong, wrong fan yeah it was the guy yeah. on the other side but on that I can't really fault Punk it's like somebody hits me I'm you know, mm-hmm. somebody attacks me, I'm going to respond. It's like he couldn't, he didn't know where, you know, where it was coming from. He just knew somebody close to me had hit me. So. And I don't know why people, you know, they get this, um, this mindset, especially, you know, if liquid courage is involved, where all of a sudden they do think they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof and they can just fight anybody. Yeah. And it's like, and, and even if, even if it's not liquid courage, it's just, it's stupidity and it's disrespectful. It's like these men and women are here putting on a show for you. You know, I know you paid people think when they pay a ticket to get in to see a pro wrestling show that that just gives them carte blanche to do and say whatever they want. And it doesn't, it just means you got a seat to watch this show. That's all your ticket means. Exactly. And, you know, I've gotten to verbal, jousting you know with Mm -hmm. wrestlers before and it was all in fun um right you know um and part of it was uh rex when he was still a heel when he was still part Mm -hmm. of the hollywood blondes uh this was in mount orb and he's like man you were one ugly dude (laughs) person i'm also thinking is that the best you got seriously you look at this yeah you know it's like that's um, all you got all you got and um layton was with me when he said it and I was about to come back with something, but I had to remember Leighton was with me. And I'm like, all right, like, I got to keep this family uh, friendly. I, yeah. Know, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, I had a, your mom something, you know, coming out, but I decided to mm-hmm. kind of hold back. But um, I think that was also the same show where uh, Gideon Weinstein was with them. And because um, they were actually out twice, um, you know, once for, I think, Adam Swayze and the other one for Rex, you know, at the mm-hmm. uh, main event. And when Leighton was up there getting get boo-boo, then he looked at me and said, you're adopted. And it caught Gideon Weinstein off guard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, man, that's just mean. And then, yeah. you know, of course, the next time Weinstein came about, he comes, I mean, he specifically comes around the ring, looks at Leighton, boo-boo, you're adopted. <laughs> and I about fell out of my chair laughing. You know, but, but I mean, I also know it's part of the show. I've never, yeah, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've never felt like a wrestler has ever said anything to me, um, that was personal, you know, right. and maybe, maybe it's because, I mean, I've gotten to know them all personally already. Yeah. And they apparently they know who I am, uh, because they, when I went into the show, they, they always stamp your hand, you know, if you're mm-hmm. general admission, um, or they give you a little bracelet to put on you know, the little paper thing, um, yeah. like orange or green or whatever, if you're, if you're one of the front row, um, well, I, you know, I, I paid and then I walked past and I was talking and actually I was talking to, uh, Riley Matthews. Then I realized, Hey, they didn't stamp me. And I told the dude, and he's one of the trainees. I was like, Hey, dude, you didn't stamp me. He's like, Oh, he's like, we know who you are. Yeah. We know <laughs> you are. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. And, you know, I guess <laughs> yeah, I'm here, I'm here enough. So, um, because I, I usually hit every Mount Orb in Covington, you know, show, um, it's just the other ones. It's hard for me to, uh, to get to because, uh, one, maybe 
the the Fairfield shows because of just the distance from where I live, yeah. um, and the Ludlow because of the parking situation. That and I can't, um, you know, my wife has actually asked me not to go to wrestling shows every weekend. Mm-mm. You yeah. know, because I do need to spend. Uh, you know, my family is my priority. So right. Um, yep. But all right, you know the rules. You got to come say hi. Uh, your screwdriver should be on the other side of that box. You know the rules. One. Sorry about that, folks. I just got interrupted, and my wife, apparently, you know, she wants to disregard the rules that say if you walk in and interrupt the broadcast, then you have to come show your face. <laughs> she's looking for but a screwdriver. She's like, nah. Nah, she's yeah, like, nah, she's nah I'm not doing that. Mm. Yeah, she is looking for a screwdriver, and I was the last person to use it because I was doing some repairs to our bathroom door over the weekend, and ah. uh, and yeah, I can't find the uh, the screwdriver. I'm like, it's over there. I promise. Along with the drill, you know, because I was having <laughs> to use the drill with the drill bit with the screwdriver on it to try to get some of the things off. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also and I lost my Leatherman, and that actually kind of makes me sad. I've had that Leatherman. Oh. yeah, I've had it now for 22 years almost. <laughs> issued to me by the Air Force when I was stationed up in Dayton. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, and I went to go look up one time because I thought I lost it one time before how much they are, and I was like, oh my god, they paid a lot for it because they gave everybody in our unit one. Oh wow. Yeah, and I saw how expensive they are, and I was like, woo, they spent a lot of money on these. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, what was I saying before? You know, I got interrupted by my wife looking for a screwdriver. Uh, let me think. I can't remember. Oh, well, oh, we're talking about, you know, let's see the Gideon Weinstein adopted. Um, oh, uh, not going to, not going to a wrestling ah, show every weekend. Yeah, not going to the wrestling show every weekend. Yeah, because my wife, who just interrupted, you know, (laughs) (laughs) has asked me, you know, hey, can you spend some time with your family? Now, um, so basically the only ones I go to right now, I mean, there could be exceptions, you know, at some point in the future, but. Uh, the ones in Mount Orb and Covington. Um, mm-hmm. you know, now, Ludlow, I mean, I will tell you, the energy there is just uh, it, intense. It is hard to explain because it's an enclosed area, so, so the noise doesn't really have anywhere to go. Um, right. You know, so it's like everybody's, all the energy, you know, the wrestlers are feeding off the fans, the fans are feeding off the wrestlers, I mean, and it's uh, really, really exciting. You know, you just can't help but feel that. Um and you know now Lud- uh, Ludlow doesn't hold as many people because of just I mean it's it's um I mean it's like in the back of a bar to be honest with you mm-hmm. and it it looks like Fight Club um but there's just something about it I mean that that's um really cool you know right. so um now the parking sucks I'm not even going to try to pretend like that <laughs> the parking situation there really sucks um. But all the other ones, you know, Mount Orb, I mean, they have a nice big parking lot. The baseball complex, the parking's a little hairy there, uh, especially if they have a huge crowd. Because so you would know, like, parking on, like, the side of a road, you know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's out. It's not, like, on a main road. Whereas Ludlow is, like, in the middle of town, you know. So that's that's make, makes it really hard to try to mm-hmm. try to find a parking spot. Um, you know, but, uh, so... The whole thing about the wrestlers going too far, and well, one of the things um, when a wrestler is trying to get heat, and this is what something we were discussing before we started recording, um, 
you can't use the same insult on everybody. Yeah. Unless you're Rick Rude. Unless you're Rick Rude. Well, I mean, yeah. But, um, but there's some some insults, some things you could say to somebody, and even though yeah, it's an insult, it won't be taken as bad if you um unless you said it to somebody, um, I'll just say from a different background. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. um, yeah, yeah, because if if somebody, you know, they're trying to insult me and they're you know, trying to fight me and they walk up and call me boy, yeah, I'll be like, what? Excuse me, because that looks like they, you know, they're trying to throw. Now, if they walked up to you as a black man and said the same thing, has a whole different, yeah, a whole different, whole meaning. different meaning, yeah. And it's like, no, sir. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Um, because one of the wrestlers actually, um, that's one of his, his things is he calls his opponents, look here, boy. And I'm like, you may want to be careful because you say it to the wrong one, you may have some fans jumping in there for real. And mm-hmm. they're not they are not gonna be happy with you. Yeah. Um that's um, it's, it's kind of it's like along the lines it was that that storyline with Triple H and Booker T. That one, yeah. Stuff like that. It was like, I don't know how anybody who wrote that or the wrestlers themselves or Vince McMahon or anybody involved in that storyline did not see that it was a racially motivated storyline. There was no way. I mean, everything that was being said, like talking about Booker T's nappy hair, saying that people like him didn't deserve to be world champion and just different stuff. And it's like, and then for him not to win, it was the worst part of it. Oh, and to add on, wasn't at the same time when he dropped the pedigree and then he waited yeah, then, like three minutes. Like 20, before, it, yeah. They said it, it was, was like a long 23 time. seconds before he before crawled he over to make the yeah. pin and Booker T just had to lay there and be humiliated. At WrestleMania. At it's WrestleMania. Like, come on. It's like you put you put this man in this racial, you know, storyline, and then you can't even you can't even let the man win it. And I you know, I don't know if Vince McMahon wrote it, but he had to have approved it. He okayed it, yeah. Yeah. Because nothing, especially at that point in time, nothing got done without Vince McMahon's okay. So he okayed it. So he yeah. didn't see anything wrong with it. But you ask any other wrestling fan that's watched that and they'll all tell you the same thing. It's like it was in poor taste. Even mm-hmm. as much as like them trying to pay Booker T to take to carry his bag and all this stuff. It's like just mm. stop. It's no, like my no. lord. Yeah. Why why would they think that would be okay to put, you know, in a story. And the thing line. is, and here's the thing: none of that was needed. Booker T was already over. None right. of that was needed to make him a sympathetic babyface. He was already over. Triple H was the hated heel who had the death grip on the world title. People wanted Booker T to win. The same people that wanted Booker T to beat Triple H are the same people that followed Booker T all through WCW. And, and they. He yeah. didn't. He didn't need this terrible storyline 
to make people care, people already care. And, uh, you know, Triple H, you know, Paul Levesque, I've never thought of him, you know, as being um, even a closeted racist. Um, no, and nothing's ever, you know, because eventually in wrestling, anything like that eventually comes out. And I've never heard, read or heard anybody say anything about him being racist. I know he's a company guy and he was probably like, well, this is what they're saying we need to do. So we're going to go out and do it and make the best of it. And it's like, but there was no making the best of that storyline. No. At all. Um, I mean, I've read some things about Vince and it was not an excuse, but it was where and when he grew up um, because he grew up near uh, Cherry Point, um, or yeah, Cherry Point Marine Corps Air Station. Mm-hmm. And this was when the military was starting to be integrated. Mm-hmm. At least the Marines were. The Air Force was the first to integrate. Mm-hmm. I just got to say that. Shout out Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but shout the out to the Air Force. Shout out to the Air Force. <laughs> um, but the Marine Corps, they were, you know, this is like the early 50s, you know, so they were still mm-hmm. um, integrating. And, and I had read that he was getting into fights with, you know, some of the black Marines who were there, mm-hmm. you know. Because Marines will be Marines. It does not matter, yeah. you know, yeah. what they look like. A Marine is, is going to be a Marine. That includes my nephew, mm-hmm. who I'll probably get to see this weekend. But a Marine oh, is cool. going to be, yeah, yeah, a Marine is going to be a Marine. You know, and, and of course, them growing up, or they, that may have been like the first black people they ever saw, you know, because the area grew up. Yeah. And so it kind of gave him a weird look on things, which as an adult, you know, uh, you would hope that he would put those things aside, you know, but every once oh, in a no. while. But he didn't know, I don't feel like, because it's like not only did he go through when he was ECW champion and he had the do rag on and he was talking with all the slang and all this, and it's like, stop, you were an old white dude. Just was that when he dropped that? Was that when he dropped the N word with the A? No, that was that was later. That was at Survivor Series because Booker T was backstage. Booker T and, Him and Charmel, Charmel both. And like, they were in. They were like it panned over, and they're standing there. And Booker T's like, "Tell me, tell he me. didn't just say that." But the but the look on his face was like, "I'm not saying this in character. I'm really saying I can't believe he said that because he's Vince said it yeah. to John Cena. To John Cena, and, and then I mean, but it's like." It was one of the things, even even if he got Booker T's approval, which you would think that hopefully... I don't see that happening, yeah. uh, But I also can't see Booker T just standing there either, you know, even though it would have cost him his job and a lot of money, but at the same time, you know, um, that was like the moments that that make you feel uncomfortable watching. (laughs) Yes, and I saw a clip of it. I don't know why it popped up like on my YouTube feed the other day and I watched it again and it's just like I can't believe they did this I know it's been edited out on the network yeah. or on Peacock or whatever that got right. edited out which as it should but it's still on YouTube anybody <laughs> doesn't know what we're talking about just just go look for it type um, in Vince, just type in Vince McMahon Survivor Series I'm sure it'll pop up and just see for yourself and between him using the N-word, and then when he got his head shaved, 
uh, at WrestleMania. And then he started wearing the do rag and well, then all this, an, trying to tr- trying to talk jive and all this, and it's like just and, and, you know, there's been other complaints um, here recently. I think it was um, Apollo Cruz has actually said they the gimmick, which he yes. did do part of, but it, you could almost tell his heart really wasn't into it. Yeah, he wasn't in. You could tell he was literally. It wasn't one of those cases where this was some. You know, this was him with the volume turned up. This was just literally him playing a part because you could tell he was not about that at all. Um, of course, the ironic thing about Booker T, and they may have been doing this almost, almost as a weird kind of tasteless joke on Booker T. They're like, remember how you use that word when you talk about Hulk Hogan? You know, yeah, so, but it's like, but that one was funny in a way because it was totally just he didn't mean it was to an do, accident. He was just yeah. caught up in the moment and it just said exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I Booker T's black. He gets to say it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> just how it's just how it goes. And it's like, but like you said, he was caught up in the moment in a promo and it just came out. And as soon as he said it, he was like. Oh, it's like, ooh, whoop. Now, props <laughs> to Stevie Ray, because Stevie Ray just kept going like Booker T didn't even say it. Yeah. He was just Sh- like. Sher Martell, she looked like she was about to pee herself laughing, though. Oh, yeah, she was about to <laughs> laugh, and she's patting him on the shoulder like, it's okay. And Mean Gene's like, oh, okay, we're going to move over here. <laughs> we're going to move over here. <laughs> so, but, um, like, with, with the Triple H Booker T thing, that's a case of a wrestler taking things too far. I mean, because yeah. some of the things, some of the insults that Triple H was throwing at Booker T were extremely personal insults, especially about mm-hmm. his, especially about the time, about his time when he went to prison. But That's right. the, way, yep. the way that Triple H was saying it was like very racist, if you hear it. I hate to just put it out there, but that's just, that's just how it sounded. And that's an example of going too far. And that's just a wrestler going too far with another wrestler. Um, The wrestler going too far with a fan. The one that always comes to mind for me is in original ECW. The Dudley boys were defending the tag titles. They come out first and they cut, they cut a promo. A fan starts heckling them, which like you said, you're, you know, mm-hmm. encouraged to do kind of fan interaction helps the product. You know, ECW always had a, a rabid fan base, you know, but then uh, Bubba Ray took it too far. And it's one thing to insult the guy, but then he springs in the guy's mom and the guy's sister and talks about sexual stuff with them. And it's like, dude, that is way, way mm. too far. That's way too far. And that's that's the that's the example whenever I think of a wrestler going too far with a fan. If you wanna if a fan heckles you and you want to heckle them back to an extent, that is fine. As long as you don't get too personal, like we talked about what happened over the weekend. But you start bringing people's family into it mm-hmm. and that's that's crossing a line because it's like I know for me personally, do not bring my mom or my sister into anything. You know, let's not disparage <laughs> the women in my family 
if you don't want a bad reaction from me. <laughs> and um, for people who don't know Dwaylon, he is like one of the most calm people you ever meet. But that can all come and, you know, um, that can all change like oh, yeah. <laughs> in a heartbeat I, if you start. I've told people before, don't let the nice guy fool you. Yeah. You know, because I'll, I'll still, you know, um, I fight dirty. I just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll use words first to try to get it done quickly. Oh yeah, you know, but yeah, but um, if that doesn't work, there's always other means. So yep. So, but yeah, bully way. Well, he goes by bully Ray now. Bubba Ray then went way too far, and the Dudleys had a habit of going way too far with fans. Like Taz would get into it with a fan, but the fan would start with Taz first. And so Taz would get it, give it back to him and harsh enough to where the fan would shut up, but it was never, Taz never brought anybody's family member or anything. It's like, I'm just going to what you gave me. I'm going to give it back to you twice as bad and shut you up. But yeah, the Dudley's bringing people's family into it, especially talking about, you know, lewd, Acts and stuff. It's like no, that's way too far. Um, one example I think of wrestlers going too far with another wrestler was when um, Paige. Yeah, and I know she was instructed. Yeah, I know she was instructed to do it. You know, um, when they brought up um Reed Flair. Oh yeah! Oh my God! And you could tell. Yeah, Paige was the heel. Mm-hmm. But you could tell Paige was extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, she, she did what she was told. She did her job. But you could tell she was extremely uncomfortable the entire time she was cutting that promo on Reed because that was just tasteless. And here's the problem with that. Here's the, the main problem with that. Neither Ric Flair or Charlotte Flair, none of, that was not cleared with them before Paige cut that promo. Paige was under the assumption that this had all been cleared with them, right. that they because, knew what was going to happen. Because when, Charlotte, Charlotte brought up Reed first. <coughs> Charlotte brought up Reed. And then Paige so said, then, oh, he's a, he was a loser and da-da-da-da. And, yeah. And I was yeah, like... But, yeah, but you could tell the look on their face. This, it was not acting. It was they had no clue that Paige was going to say this. And So and not that, only... Beth Fleer, Rick's, well, Reed's Reed's mom, Beth Fleer, she also didn't know she was pretty upset. Yeah, none of the family had any idea. And and the thing is, it's like, not only have you disrespected Flair's kid who passed, you disrespected him, you disrespected his entire family, you disrespected Paige because you threw her out there to cut a promo on this kid who just passed away. When his family did not give approval for that promo to even exist, and that goes that goes beyond a wrestler crossing the line with another wrestler. That's the promoter crossing the line with an entire family and yes. a wrestler. Yes, and if Charlotte had actually swung for real, oh yeah, you know, and activated Paige's dental plan, 
you know, yeah. uh, I don't think anybody would have blamed her, including Paige. No, nobody would have blamed her. I'd have felt bad for Paige because, again, you know, Paige was thrown to the wolves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't. How do you, in good conscience, do that? How do you book something like that just to get some cheap heat to build a feud? It's like, you didn't need to build a feud. Paige, Paige was an excellent heel. She didn't need any, she didn't need that type of cheap heat to get over as a heel. It's just, it's just tacky. It's just tasteless. And, you know, we've, we've had the same, I guess you want to call it complaint about WWE for um, years now. It's not just a recent thing where they start bringing uh, personal issues into the storylines. They, they did it with Hawk when he was going through substance issues. Um, yes. They did it. WCW did it with Scott Hall when he with was Scott going Hall, through same his, thing. his issues, and they worked it into the story where he was literally staggering around down to the ring and stopping mid match to get a drink of a beer and stuff. And it's like, you know, this man has substance abuse issues. Why would you play that for laughs? Because that's to me, that's what they were going for is for people to find it funny and. You know, there's nothing funny about it at all. Yep. Um, the whole thing when, you know, Lita, they found out that Lita was having an affair with Edge. Yeah, it's like. And that that one to me, oh, and that one, like I said, I mean, that one, because I know people who know them, you know, they're from, yeah. um, at least the Hardys are from the same area I'm from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was people in that area, oh, they were legitimately like, it wasn't just a, they weren't mad. Oh, I cannot believe these wrestlers, you know, that, that happened in the, in the storyline. No, yeah. they were like, because they knew the Hardys and they had actually met Lita and, you know, that's, they were pissed off on a personal level for their, somebody they considered a friend. Well, yeah. And it's like, you, it's like booking something like that. It's like they did, it's like they didn't think about what the ramifications were going to be. You know, they they did it. Oh, we're going to turn her heel and use this as the, the crux of her you know heel turn and all this but it's like you do know these are real life people who have mm-hmm. lives outside of this that you have just destroyed by broadcasting her personal business for yep. for the world to see i mean that that issue was nobody's business except for hers matt's and edges That's, and remember edge had also just gotten married too edge had just got married yeah, yeah. so then his wife gets gets wind that he's cheating on her so then you know it's just and it was just to get heat on Lita and it's like you could have found a hundred different ways for her to turn heel and get heat besides putting her personal business out there and you know speaking of the Hardys um, just a few years ago when they said Jeff Hardy they brought his yeah. substance issues you know into yeah the and I mean it's like and I'm not going to lie when he was feuding with Samoa Joe, yes, they brought his substance abuse stuff to light, and I I did not agree with that at all. Yeah, but I can't lie and say that I didn't enjoy Samoa Joe's promos just because Samoa Joe is just an amazing promo. He really, and <laughs> yes. he's just an amazing promo and makes anything work. But I still don't agree with, and he, it it's happened multiple times. Like you know, Sheamus has they when he feuded with Sheamus. It brought up his substance abuse issues. He feuded with Samoa Joe. They brought it up when he feuded with CM Punk. They brought it up, and it's like 
if you want him to get better, stop throwing it in his face and okay. let him get better instead of using it as fodder for your wrestling storylines. Because how is he supposed to get better when you have all these storylines where people keep throwing it in his face? And, and then when he then when he falls off the wagon, you want to be upset because he's messed up all your plans because you know he's not sober now. And it's like you kind of have some responsibility in that. And you know, um they've actually talked about this, you know, um, because we were talking about Scott Hall earlier. When the NWO uh came to the um came to WWE. Um, and it was just the three of them, you know, just, yep. you know, um, the originals, yeah, the originals. And yep. well, they had, they put Scott Hall in a feud with Steve Austin. Yes. And at one point they had uh, Scott Hall, I guess, like taped down, you know, inside yeah. like a, a freezer and they yeah. pour beer on him. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not, no, no. And I, it's more sensitive to me. Steve understands this. It's more mm-hmm. sensitive to me. I've been sober for 22 years. This is a very, that's that kind of stuff is a very touchy thing for me. Just, it's like, I just passed, I just passed up 10. So there you go. See, um, and it's, I just, I, ne- I will never agree with a wrestling promoter using someone's personal issues, especially substance abuse issues as a you know a plot device for a storyline and you know what was worse about that one scott hall was on anabuse at the time yes yeah yep uh for those who don't know what anabuse is it is a medicine that if you are um battling um alcohol addiction you take anabuse uh because even the smell will make you will want make to you throw sick. up yep it yep. will make you sick and so there he was. They had his mouth taped up, and yes, it was mm-hmm. part of the thing. Yeah, but he was still smelling it. Yeah, yeah. So he he could have puked into his mouth and not uh-huh. been able to do you know anything yep. Yep. with it. So that meant he'd either have to try to swallow it or he could have choked to death. Yeah, it's just that's again another example. Of that's the promoter going way too far. Um. Again, we were talking about Scott Hall and WCW and how they did that. And it's like, I just don't, I don't see any purpose in it at all. I don't see any point in dragging somebody's struggles into a wrestling storyline so millions of people can see it and you're playing it. You're either playing it for laughs or you're trying to make them a sympathetic baby face when they're already over and they don't need it anyway. And, you know, for anybody who says, well, they have to agree to it. Yes. However, there, it's also called, well, your boss, who's a multi or at the time, just a, a single billionaire uh, who controls everything in wrestling. And they said, Hey, we want to do this storyline. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, it'd be a shame, you know, if all of a sudden next week, your future endeavored. Exactly. It's like literally, he literally holds your livelihood in his hands. So a lot of people have done a lot of things over the years because they didn't want to lose their job. 
It's just, especially during the time when, you know, AEW didn't exist and New Japan Pro Wrestling wasn't an international hotbed like it is now. And the indie scene wasn't nearly as hot as it is right now. There was nowhere else for them to go, for people to go, especially when Vince, Vince basically bought ECW and WCW. There was nowhere else to go until TNA popped up. And even and then, TNA, even TNA then, has TNA, never been legit competition for WWE. No, they were a distant number two. But I mean, they were an alternative. There were somewhere somewhere right. else for people to go and work. But for a time, it was WWE or nothing. And so you're going to do whatever to keep your job. Just like when Chavo Guerrero was Kerwin White. And he was, you know, they stripped away all of his Hispanic heritage and everything. It was never discussed. And he was bleached his hair, shaved his face. Because Chavo always had a little bit of facial hair and had him riding out on a golf cart saying, if it's not white, it's not right. He was part of, you know, a one of the royal families of wrestling. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the like when, are, you don't yeah, change like the when, Cody, when, Ken, when Cody says wrestling has more than one royal family, yeah, the Guerreros are wrestling royalty. Yes, and to strip that away to make him a parody of something is just disrespectful. It's oh. disrespectful to his heritage. It's disrespectful to his family. It's disrespectful to him. And the only, sadly, the only reason that he got away from that character that he could stop doing it is because of Crispin Wasp passing. <laughs> Lord. Um, oh, but yeah, that, 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 once again, you know, sometimes they bring out a character and you just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Not, um, sorry, not Crispin Wasp passing. Eddie's passing Eddie's, Eddie's is passing. when, when things, when he was able to go back to being. A Guerrero, and it's just—I just don't. Again, I don't see the point in it. I don't understand. You have you have a you have a billionaire who has been involved in the wrestling business forever for decades. He should know better. He's had people on his staff that were involved in wrestling for decades. They should know better. Mm-hmm. The, the, t- the writers, the TV writers that he's got now should know better. It's like, come up with something better. Stop using, these are just old, tired plot devices. Yep. Hey, you can't. It should have never been to the point of you're saying, well, these two people are different. They did. They look different from each other or we'll say somebody from is from a different country. Boom. Let's put them against each other. Boom. Now that's a reason to fight is especially when the, that the majority of the people were not actually from the countries they said they were from. Well, yeah. And but, it's like, that was a, and that was like in the mid eighties, that was like every promotion you had. Yeah. If you were, if you were Russian, if you were playing a Russian character, you were automatically the enemy because it was the height of the cold war, you know, so it was playing off of real political scenarios, but yeah, but it's like, and a lot of times it's just like 
it always paints, you know, whenever they use that as a plot device, it always paints. It's always like, if you're not from America, then you're automatically the enemy. And it's like, that's not fair to, because if you have people from other countries that don't follow wrestling like we do and don't understand some of the behind the scenes stuff and take it just literally, you know, you're going to lose a whole fan base of people because they're going to think that you're disrespecting, you know, their culture or their people. Like when uh, JBL did the goose step when they were in, in Germany. In Germany, which is illegal. Which is illegal, yeah. Um, another example is when Chris Jericho um, threw He did down something to the Brazilian flag. The Brazilian flag and was going to, uh, if Vince hadn't got him out of it, he was going, he was looking at quite a bit of jail time in Brazil. I mean, and he didn't know. I mean, that was one of the and things. He didn't know, but it's yeah. like, he didn't know, but some of the producers backstage knew. They knew. But they were like, "Go, you can go out and get this heat. Just like JBL knew. JBL should have known. And that, okay. There's, there's, there's no way he couldn't have known because everybody knows that Germany is smart. Germany has always been smart enough to be like, here is an awful time in our history. So anybody tries to use any of that for any reason, it's illegal. And we're not having it. We're just not having it. And for him to do the goose step in Germany and think it was okay. You know, I, I guarantee you Baron von Roschke, who played the part, you know, uh-huh. of, you know, a German, even though, um, well, his name actually was Roschke. Uh, but his first yeah. name was Jim. It actually wasn't Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but he was from Nebraska. Jim. Yeah, Jim Jim Roshka, uh, not yeah. Von Roshka, but Roshka. Um, and so he had, he had German heritage, but he would have the uh, you know the claw, and he would actually do yeah. two steps. Guarantee if they did a European tour, he's like, yeah, I ain't doing that tonight. Yeah, it's like I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'll do the claw. It's like no, you know. And it's like I just don't like makes no sense. Oh, but and see that's when like wrestlers and sometimes promotions, you know, they go too far with how they interact and how they get heat. Um, mm-hmm. And really it's, it's how they get heat and not cheers, you know, because it's, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, you can get a cheap pop, but you can't get a cheap pop by necessarily insulting somebody because not everybody's going to cheer that. Yeah. You can, you can pull a McFoley and get a cheap pop. Just saying the the town that you're in. I mean, it's easy to get a cheap pop, but you can't. Cheap heat does not help you. Right. And like even, even, even Rick Rude. Rick Rude would always say, you know, shut your mouth, all you fat, smelly sweat hogs or whatever. He wasn't attacking someone personally. He was just right. using a broad insult for the entire crowd that was there. It would have been different if he was insulting one particular person, attacking something about that person. And that's um, where I think a lot of people don't don't get the difference between heel heat and cheap heat. And and I and I told you about this when it happened um, a little over a year ago up in Chillicothe, the first fan fest I went to, when Mr. Hughes, 
Yes, um, yes. I told you what he said in the ring because the whole most of the crowd was like, "Oh my god, did he just really just say that?" And then he said something else when first he used the um um a term. It's in fact both these terms are compound word terms or two word terms. Um, the first one starts with the word house. And you can kind of guess what the second word is. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 It was like, okay. And then, and then the next one he used, it was less than a minute later, the first word was porch. Yeah. Like and every, everybody's reaction <laughs> was like, oh, it was like one of the things you're laughing, but not because you think it's funny, because you're laughing it, at the absurdity. It's a nervous laugh. Like, like I cannot I believe he just said that. that. Yeah, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, um, and then of course my son's sitting there confused. He has no idea right. why everybody's having these reactions. Which I'm kind of glad he had that he was confused because yeah, you know, so that he's not around that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, of course before we put him out of school, yeah, some of the kids his age were saying things like yeah. that, and like, well, you know where they're getting it from, right? You know, right. So, um, but I was still like, oh, like, like, sometimes it's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. He's like, oh, oh, you know, that kind of laugh. Like yeah. You said, the the yeah. kind of nervous laugh, like, oh, my God, did he really just say that? You know, and, and they've had him back at the next two events in Chillicothe. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they're okay with it, but I'm like, okay. Um, I'm, yeah, I, it's I still like... haven't. I still have not met him yet. I don't know if I feel comfortable, you know, <laughs> because I was like, dude. I mean, yeah. uh, and he's carrying the Undertaker's urn. He's still dressed up because you remember Mr. Hughes always dressed up sharp and. Yep. You know, he always uh, had the a... dress, dress slacks, dress shirts, suspenders. Yeah, he always Spend had glasses. the whole thing. Yep, with the strap um, on him, so they wouldn't with the fall strap on him. Um, about 150 pounds lighter than what he was when he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I guess uh, he had to lose weight, like really had to lose it for his own health. Yeah. Um, but he still shouldn't have said what he said. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, no. And I was like, okay. Um, and he must, I don't know where he actually resides. He must be somewhere fairly close that he's making all those events in Chillicothe. You know, because there's a couple of them they show up at all of them. Shark, Shark Boy is from Dayton. So he goes to all the ones oh, in okay. Chillicothe. Yeah. Um, Shane Douglas, Pittsburgh. You know, not that yeah. far of a drive, so he he makes it to all those as well. So, um, but yeah, so that one is one of the things I thought it kind of went too far with the, um, with <laughs> that kind of language. Yeah, you know, um, me having to explain to my son, you know, on the way home, what does that mean? I'm like, well, it doesn't yeah, mean anything, yeah, it doesn't mean anything nice. How about that? Yeah, it's like um, just we just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, you know, um, well, he, even MJF. I'm a huge, I think he's the best heel in the business. There's times he goes too far. He went, there was a clip that I saw on TikTok earlier today to where it was at the, it was when, before Dynamite started, you know, he was just there talking to the live crowd and he's cutting a heel promo. But he starts talking about how the whole crowd should have been aborted and things like that. And it's like, Oh no, that's, that's too far, buddy. That's that. No, that's too hmm. far. And it's just, 
you got to know where that line is. And I get that sometimes, especially for younger guys, it's hard to know where that line is, but you've got to learn it. You got to be able to read, you got to be able to read the room and know what you can and cannot say. And if you're not sure, ask a veteran who knows what you can and cannot say. I mean, they, they're there to help you, to guide you. And you have any question about, Oh, is that, is that too much? If you have to question it, then it's, you've gone too far. Yeah. If you've got to think, Oh, is is this going to cross the line? Then yeah. Then don't say it because it's going to cross the line. Oh, well, then, then just to kind of flip the script a little bit, what about when fans go too far? And I can think of the first example, and like I said, this is something that happened about a year, year and a half ago. The night John Moxley returned um, after being in rehab. You know, and, yes. 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 And the fan who said something, like called him a drunk or an alcoholic, something relating to that. Yeah, he, something relating to that. And he said something about, you know, his family, too, as far as you know, his alcohol problems and Moxley let him have it. And AEW's security, that guy was gone. There was another one in AEW to where, if anybody doesn't know, Nala Rose is a trans woman. And um, there was a guy in the front row holding up a sign directed at her. Her name was on the sign. You know, making fun of her for being trans and she just kind of looked didn't even give him the time of day but then security's like absolutely not and that dude has been banned from aw shows we should be because i mean you're you're that's a personal thing exactly that is a personal attack um another fan did the same thing to uh jade cargill had had a sign with something racist on it and she did the best thing possible, though. She walked by, flipped him the bird, and kept going. And that's the only acknowledgement that he got from her. He didn't. She didn't even. She didn't even change her game face. She still had her her game face on. She flipped that dude off and kept going. Of course, dude got walked out too by security, as he should have. It's just, yes, you buy a ticket. Yes, you're there to enjoy the show. But that ticket does not give you carte blanche to be a terrible human being. Exactly. You know, and if you want to try to get your um, your little five minutes of fame where you're on TV, you know, oh, look at me. Well, you just showed your rear end. That's what always you're on yeah. TV. You showed your rear end and you also look like a fool because security people on live TV are seeing security march you out. So, <laughs> yeah, enjoy the last time you ever went to one of those shows. Exactly, because you know? now you're banned. And the thing now is, you paid all this money for this ticket, and these people paid m- paid money for f- front row tickets so their signs could be seen good on camera, on the hard cam. You just lost all that money because you just got kicked out. And, like, Nyla Rose was the first match when that guy pulled that crap. So it's like you, you, you waited in line, paid all this money for the ticket, all this stuff, got seated, wanted to be a disgusting human and now you're thrown out and you're banned. Well, I hope that was fun for you. you yeah. Hope it was hope worth it. it. Hope you know, when you're with your buddies, you get to, you know, ride that, ride the coattail of that stupid incident. Yeah. So 10 years from now, when you're drinking a beer at the bar, you know, watching the AEW show, 
that's happening, you know, 10 blocks away from you, but that you exactly. can't go to, yep. you know, would you look at your room? Look at look what I did. Remember when I did that? And they go, yeah. And they're well, like, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we, we remember, remember that. when you were dummy. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, fans, fans can definitely go too far with wrestlers. It, even down to throwing things on people. I remember, um, Shawn Michaels was coming out at Survivor Series 97 for his title match with Brett. Um, a fan threw their drink. I don't know if it was beer or pop or whatever it was or water, but they literally threw their drink on the side of his head. Of course, he just slicks his hair back. You know, Shawn being healed, Shawn just slicks his hair back and keeps going. But that's uncalled for. Somebody did the same thing to Scott Hall in WCW, he's cutting a promo. Somebody throw throws their drink literally in, in his in the back of his head. But Scott Hall, being the coolest man alive, just <laughs> smooths his hair down, finishes his promo. Never, you never would have known it bothered him, just because that was just Scott Hall. But throwing stuff in the ring, like when they would throw trash in the ring. Like when Hogan turned and the NWO was formed and people were throwing stuff and it's like, you get to be upset, but you don't be get to throw stuff at the wrestlers. Exactly. And Shawn Michaels, now one of the times, um, I think it was after that Survivor Series, I think they were, they were like up in Massachusetts and they were doing a promo for the upcoming WrestleMania, which was 14 against us. Uh, yes. Yeah. And somebody threw batteries. Yeah. And, and caught him. him like right in the temple. And he's like, nope, not doing it. And he took off. Yeah. He left. Sean, Sean was in a bad place. Like he was mentally at that time. He was battling addiction and things like that. But still, I can't say that I blame him because people were, people were literally throwing batteries at him and he got hit It made him mad. And he refused to do the thing and i can't say that i blame him because there was no call there was no sense in that now if somebody's going to be dumb enough to throw one of their beers at somebody i've yeah. never i've never gotten a beer at a any kind of sporting event to tell you the truth i can tell you that they ain't cheap they ain't cheap you're paying nine ten dollars for a cup of beer yeah and if it spills oh well we ain't give you another one that thing's ten dollars yeah yeah, this ain't free <laughs> refills. This ain't McDonald's. You don't get free refills. Yeah, trust <laughs> me. If you go to any kind of sporting event, you're not getting a free refill. Oh, no. It's <laughs> like know. if you make it to your seat and knock it over, oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Too bad. Um, now, Disney will give you a free refill if you spill it. I just yeah. want to throw that out there. But we, you know, we know that personally. You know, <laughs> if your kid drops his ice cream cone because he's trying to eat it sideways, even though you tell him yeah. not to because it's going to drop, yeah, they will give you another one right then. If you're right, because that's what happened to us, because my kid was yeah. trying to eat it sideways. <laughs> that happened a couple of years ago, but, um, but I never a weird comparison. Nickelback mm-hmm. within the past year or two, they were over playing somewhere, uh, somewhere in Europe, and they I, got, I like Nickelback. By the way, they get a bad rap. So do I. I. I really like Nickelback. Very talented band. Chad Kruger probably should probably, you know, stop talking every once in a while. But, but yeah, as he a band, needs to quit talking. Just stick to singing. But singing, you know, playing, you know, keep your opinions band. to yourself. Yeah, yeah. They, they write their own music. They play their own instruments. Uh-huh. You know, um, 
but they went on stage and the audience just started booing. The entire audience was like Nickelback haters. Yeah. And so finally, you know, they, they left. I mean, it, it was somewhere in Europe. I don't want to see it was England. I think it was somewhere like Norway, you know, um, and I could be wrong. So please don't quote me on that. I had to go back and look it up, but I bet I will say he handled it, you know, kind of classy, you know, like afterwards they asked him about it. He's like, you know what, if they're going to be dumb enough, to pay that kind of money to come and boo us. He's like, we're getting paid regardless. Exactly. It's like, we got paid. We didn't have to exert all that energy putting on the performance. Yeah. He's like, why would you want to pay just to go boo somebody when you can go spend the time doing something else? You paid all that money. Yeah. You know, just to boo somebody that's dumb. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, now wrestling, yeah, you'll pay to go boo somebody because that's part of the thing. That's part of the thing. Yeah, you go, you pay to go boo the heels, or mm-hmm. if it's a face you don't like, you boo them too. But, kind of <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's just yeah, fans, fans as well as wrestlers can absolutely go too far, and I think people just need to think. Fans need to stop and think. This person is playing a character. It's no mm-hmm. different than going and watching a movie. This person, I mean, just because you see somebody play a bad guy in a movie doesn't mean they're a bad guy in real life. So you got to kind of remember you can't really, you can't just attack this person, you know, just because, oh, well, they're the bad guy and I'm supposed to boo them and supposed to not like them. And on the flip side of that, wrestlers have to remember these are paying customers. These, these people help pay your salary. You know, so yes, they have a right to interact with you to a certain point, but it doesn't give you a right to just personally attack someone for a medical condition, a disability, anything, and use it to get cheap heat because it's not, it's not even cheap heat. Like Steve said, it's disgusting heat. Yeah. That's all it is and you know um fans going too far like the ones who all of a sudden they will jump in the ring or even outside the ring and actually physically attack uh the wrestlers um or the managers or 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 the valets or somebody who's one of the one of the talent yeah um because i actually saw i've seen a video this came out within the past couple years um it was a female valet, you know, with one of the, it was an indie show and she got into a, a verbal, um, verbal altercation, I guess, with a fan. Also, the fan jumped over, you know, the what little, little bitty tiny clothesline barricade they had. Yeah. And attacked the woman and like from behind and grabbed him. I mean, they had to separate him. That's like, um, Starcade, Starcade 96. You know, Hogan was in, you know, he had been a heel for like six months. They just turned at Bash at the Beach and he was facing Roddy Piper in the main event. Not for the world heavyweight title, but anyway. A, point. Maybe, <laughs> um, a fan, my brother was at the, he was, it was in Nashville. Uh, and my, my brother was there and this fan jumped in the ring and was going to stab Hulk Hogan. And security just swarmed him. 
and drug him out of the ring. And my brother's like, you pro he's like, did you see Doug Dillinger like down the aisle? I'm like, no, they cut away. I just saw security grab him, take him out of the ring, and then they cut away real quick. And he's like, Doug, Doug Dillinger beat the crap out of that dude all the way to the back. <laughs> but, and that's, it's something like that. There was uh, on Raw back in 2002. Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero ladder match for the IC title. A fan jumps in the ring to attack Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Yep. Um, and pushes him off the ladder. And pushes him off the ladder. Um, there was a fan that jumped in the ring at a house show. Uh, Triple H was wrestling Steve Austin. Fan jumps in the ring to attack Triple H. Steve Austin beat the crap out of the dude until the security could get there. And then, you know, and Earl Hefner held him down. You know, once they got it, once they got the dude down, Steve Austin got him off Triple H, you know, got a few shots in to get him off. Earl Hefner held him down until security got there. Um, just stuff like that. It's like you have no business getting in the ring. And I have no sympathy for any fan who gets in the ring because once you cross into the, between those ropes, you're entering their their world, their territory. Mm -hmm. And you get what you get. Because if you jump in the ring to attack a wrestler and they beat the crap out of you, that's what you get. Because it ain't going to be any different than if you're on the street and attack somebody. They're going to beat the crap out of you there. Uh, yep, kind of like the fan. This happened down at um, that in Covington. I want to say it was, uh, it was one of the first shows they had in Covington after the pandemic. And this guy was dressed up like a referee. You know, mm -hmm. okay, you know, you see I remember you telling me about that, yeah. yeah. He and uh, Larry D was actually one of the, the wrestlers in the match. It was the main event. And he's about to have his last match, by the way. Um, oh, okay. His retirement match down in Cincinnati. Um, but this guy, he jumped over. Like, the way they do it in Covington, like the front row, they actually have tables. You've seen it on the videos mm -hmm. where yep. there's tables yep. that surround the ring, right? This guy jumps over the table. He's dressed up like a ref. Gets in the ring. And boom, boom, boom. Well, everybody's confused. Like, hey, it's like, is he like a I was there a three count? Yes, uh, and no bell. And yeah. then he stood up, and Andrew Reed um, was on the outside of the ring. So I want to say it may have been Larry D against Joshua because Andrew mm -hmm. Reed, you know, usually accompanied Joshua. The guy stands up, Andrew Reed, he's up on the ring apron. He grabs it, and he starts dotting that eye a couple times. Oh, yeah. I mean, you stepped into their world. You get mm -hmm. what you get, and that's yeah. a that's a definite exact perfect example of fans going way too far. It's like you have, unless it is a photo op and you are invited into the ring, you right. have no business being in there. You have absolutely no business getting in the ring unless a wrestler or promoter invites you into the ring. Which the NWF they do that at. Um usually at the beginning and during the intermission at their shows, uh, they'll have the faces. You know, it's not the heels, but they'll have the faces. A yeah. lot of them will be in the ring. You can go in the ring, and they'll do a Polaroid with you for five bucks. So. Yeah, when I um, when Impact was still TNA, they had a house show when I was living in Murray. They had a house show in Murray, and I went, and they did that with the faces. The, the fans could come in the ring, get a picture taken with the faces, because when uh, AJ was performs... Um, trying to think who else rhino when he was a face at the time stuff like that but 
that was different. You're invited mm-hmm. into the ring to take a yes. picture. You're not jumping into the ring to try to cause physical harm to a wrestler. I mean, because that fan that pushed Eddie off that ladder, Eddie, the, I mean, luckily, Eddie was such a good athlete, he was able to kind of maneuver to where he didn't really hurt himself on the ladder because he could have landed bad because when the guy pushed him, like the, the ladder buckled mm-hmm. and Eddie was like, Eddie could have come like straight down and like really hurt himself on that ladder. And once again, that's one of them things where, well, dummy, hopefully, you know, you enjoyed tonight because you're never going to a WWE it, event yeah. ever again. Nope. You know, you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know your your little five minutes of fame there, you know because guess what? Here, you know, yes, we're talking about the guy. I couldn't tell you his name. We just referred to him as exactly jumped in the ring. I couldn't tell you any of these people's names, but I remember what they did, and I remember how stupid they were. I mean, that's the lasting memory of a fan that goes too far. Is you're not famous, you're infamous, and there's a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, and it's just like um. A couple of years ago, when Roman Reigns was getting to go away, he, you know, he was supposed to yeah. be a face, but yeah, they he was getting attacked by fans, uh-huh. left and right. People were jumping in the ring, you know, or yeah. trying to get him, yeah, out, you know, as they're walking down. You know, uh, the one they had it was um, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose, of course, and John Moxie now, and it was a mystery partner, which turned out to be Chris Jericho. And yes, they, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, they were going against the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt, yeah. um, well, Don Huber, you know, of course, he passed away now. But it, um, Eric Rowan and oh my lord, um, what is what was John Huber's name? And Luke Harper. Luke Harper. I'm telling you, I'm getting old. I'm kind of having a hard time. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, you know, so the Wyatt family, and as they're showing this, all of a sudden, some. You know, um, some genetic defective jumps in the ring, and he goes up, and he's like right up against Roman Reigns, and he's got on like the flak jacket and everything, like you know, like the Shield war. Yeah. And you know, and of course, yeah, the and camera he stands, and he stands, stands up there. like that, you know. Yeah, and and of course, the camera immediately cuts away because they're not going to give yeah. them the time of day. You know, they're not yeah. going to give them this attention that they crave. And he turns over, and Bray Wyatt's looking like. Is that your partner? <laughs> yeah, it's like this guy. <laughs> this guy, and, and you know, he's like, "That'll be real easy." And, and Dean Ambrose like, "It ain't him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so they handled it great. Um, oh yeah, they handled it great. But still, that fan had no business getting in there because it could have went really bad for that fan. Yeah, you know, enjoy the show. If you ever get a chance to actually meet the wrestlers, which that is one of the things about like. A lot of the indie places, you know, like the NWF, you do get a chance to actually meet them um, more than what you would necessarily like one of the, the major companies. Um, the the WWE events that I've been to, um, I have never had the chance to actually meet any of the performers. Uh, the last one we went to up in Columbus, we thought we were meeting Enzo and Carmella. Turns out it was a really, really good lookalike because I know I sent you the picture. We found out yeah, later on. Yeah. I mean, I was like, "Holy crap!" I mean, he had everybody fooled, you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I have yet to be able to meet any of them. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, um, you know, with them, it is a little different because I mean, they because they are so in the spotlight. So, 
Yeah. They, they yeah. do have to worry about somebody who might take things too far. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, the, yep. the topic of the show. Um, you know, and most of the fans will probably be, you know, but I mean, they've also hit that, that level too, where they're like, you want to meet me? Yeah. That'll be 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you want me on your podcast? That'll be a lot more. And you got to go through, um, well, actually talking with, um, Lance Archer, you know, super nice guy, by the way, you know, um, that he said, we'd actually have to go through AEW. Yeah. Affairs yeah. I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, so, um, yeah. Said, yeah, I mean, and that's because they're under contract with them. So they have to, yeah. you know, um, so they kind of have to do. And then, hey, the Reds just beat the Cardinals. I don't know if you're a Cardinals fan or not, but yep, <laughs> the Reds just beat the Cardinals in ten in innings. You know, oh, um, at St. <laughs> Louis. Oh wow! Yep, and my son hates the Cardinals because the very first Reds game he ever went to, <laughs> the Cardinals and the Cardinals won. He hated the Cardinals. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, now I will say that the Cardinals, their fans, they will travel. Because half the, half that stadium is Cardinal State. You know, right, it's only, right. It's only about a four or five hour drive from St. Louis to Cincinnati. Oh, okay. so, it's, so it's really not that far. Uh, too far for a day trip, especially if you're going to watch a three hour baseball game. Yeah. But, but definitely close enough where you can go down, stay in a hotel, especially say for the entire series and, you know, stay in a hotel for a few days. But anyway, back to wrestling. Right. And it's <laughs> too far. <laughs> so, um, but at, I'm trying to think of other examples of fans, um, you know, fans going too far. But, I mean, we've, you know, kind of covered, you know, where the fans where they they hit on some things that are kind of, uh, it should be off limits for anybody because yeah. they, they forget those wrestlers are still human beings. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, um, and are the ones who jump in and physically attack, like knock somebody from ladders. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know, um, I mean, and this isn't like, you know, back in the days when it was real. Right, you know, right. Where, you know, these old grandmas, you know, they were they were stabbing dudes. Ole Anderson yeah, had a yeah. hawkbill knife run up because, I mean, it, yeah. they, it was portrayed as everything was being completely legit. Those were yeah. also fans going too far. But, yes, yep. Um, but how often do you see that in any other sport? Like boxing, except for the one whose mother jumped in the ring and started punching that was like yeah, years ago. You remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Like 30 That was hilarious, though. Yeah. Yeah. His mom got in the ring and started beating the other guy, hitting the other guy with a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat my baby. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but you don't see that very often. And boxing would be one of the things where it would look like it is personal. MMA, same thing. I've never heard of a fan jumping in the octagon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why do people think it's okay to do it in a wrestling? I don't know. You know, um, I'm still waiting for um, basketball. I, okay, football, it's hard for you to get out to the field, even though I yeah. saw it in Wembley. You know, I saw a guy, he ran across the yeah. field. The streaker! You saw him, he's you know, a British guy, he was drunk. and You know, yeah. um, but he didn't attack anybody. Um, right. Monica Sellis was attacked on the tennis court in Germany. Remember mm-hmm. that back in like 1992? Yep. You know, um, he somehow got past the security guards and everything and stabbed her because he was a fan of, like, what, Steffi Graf or somebody like that. Yeah, and, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so does the Monica Sellis, though. I mean, she came back and she did, still did pretty well for herself in tennis. Yeah. But, um, 
man, I can't believe that was over 30 years ago now. I know, right? Um, baseball, you can't just get on that field for baseball. No. Because, I mean, the security guards and plus, I mean, if you want to try to get on the dugout and then try to, you know, it, it's not going to happen. You can jump over the, you know, those walls like in the outfield or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, good luck. Basketball? Yeah, you're right there. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. And which sport anymore has like the most fights happening on the like the field, court, pitch, whatever you want to call basketball. it? Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. Yep. You know, um look at the um Malice in the Palace. Yeah. Detroit. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, that I mean and every year, you know, you go on YouTube, just say like just punch in NBA fights. Yeah. A year, and they'll have yep. like the best fight mm-hmm. for that year. Uh, and yeah. a lot of times, I mean, it's just a couple of guys shoving each other, and because I mean, yeah. basketball is a very physical sport. I mean, you're always bumping up against each other, and you know, football can, you know, obviously football is physical, but you don't see as many fights there. You yeah. Know, but, but but basketball, I mean, you like eye gouges and you know stuff like that. Um, and you know, you the mouse in the palace was you know Ron Artest and Steven Jackson. Yeah running up yep. into the stands because they got throwing yeah. a beer on it. Once again, yeah. that beer cost $10 and you threw it at someone. Mm-hmm. Dummy. But <laughs> um, but there's nothing that separates that. So yeah. I'm still waiting for them to go, maybe we should put up some kind of barricade. Yeah. You know, because I basketball fans are very, very passionate. Yeah. Yeah, especially NBA but... fans. But yeah, fans just fans and wrestlers alike, they just show a little more respect to each other and not not get personal. Just keep it broad. Be a fan that heckles, be a heel that get your heat, but don't be disgusting about it. Yeah. And yeah, you even see it on Twitter. Of course, of course, fans, you know, on Twitter, anybody on Twitter, yeah. Um yeah, the keyboard warriors. Yeah. I can, I can say what I want because I won't have to face any repercussions from it. Like, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because they won't find out who you are ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There are ways. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to have any guests tonight because. Yeah. But maybe. Stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. You know, we, we were planning on recording tonight anyway. Uh, because we are back to our normal recording schedule, about as normal as what we can get. Because, well, anybody's been here with us for a while, you know, we, tr- yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, we will both, um, well, actually, it sounds like, you know, you don't need to find, uh, employment as much as what you did before because it sounds like the food truck is going great. Yeah. It's going pretty good. Hopefully, it, you know, hopefully it takes off. So we'll wait, wait and see. Um, and I'm still looking. <laughs> so, um, actually, I mentioned my son is like, why don't we do a food truck? I'm like, you know, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't know that the first thing you had to. You know. <laughs> uh, and there's actually, oddly enough, around here, there's um, already kind of a saturated market for food trucks. Oh, right. So you yeah. have to, you know, kind of figure yeah. out what there's, you know, um, how the house, two houses away from us, they have a food truck that they take. Sometimes oh okay places so um but uh but in the meantime you know it looks like we will be back here uh tomorrow we're just with, like i said we're supposed to have an interview with 
uh, Big Mama and Breezy both to talk about uh, Revolution Rising. And it's like Wednesday, we're going to have some day of a sweep. So we might have somebody, but if we don't have anybody, so it's a normal day anyway. So, yeah. But uh, I can say actually until tomorrow, my friend. Good night. All right. God bless. God bless.